Greetings. It's Anton. I'm back again. Today is December 17th, 2020. And I'm finally tuning back into my podcast. And I, in my first te- test episode, have been talking about, you know, my consistency and staying on top of it. And life happens and many lessons have been learned. So I think it's all divine timing. And it was meant for me to kind of hold on a little bit to, just to learn things and really focus on what it is that I want to be talking about on this podcast in the first place. And the whole reason why I made this podcast is it kind of goes hand in hand with what the name is, Esoteric Escape. And basically what I want to have my main message be with the this podcast and just the world in general is um, how we are able to transmute energy through our own energy fields. You are an energy manipulator. You can at any moment step into your breath and connect with your spirit and turn any situation from darkness to light. That's why depression is really only happening when you don't know your spirit, when you don't know your breath. And another example could be some people go through life and they don't really experience something that truly feels extremely dark. They don't go through a dark night of the soul. They don't experience just the lowest of the low. Maybe, you know, and this can happen in all kinds of ways. People can lose a loved one in their life. That doesn't have to mean that they die. And you could also go through grief where somebody around you dies or you could yourself end up in a situation where you just feel super low. And what happens when that happens is you you kind of imagine a rubber band that goes back and as you're magnetically being pulled back by this rubber band, a magnetic rubber band, um, the dark force that you experience at the same time with the universal law of the universe expands the other way. So while you're experiencing more darkness, you also open up the possibility to experience much more light at a deeper level than you have prior. And just being aware of that simple thing can set one free of a lot of suffering and just general things that could feel extremely hard to deal with. And I think this is just a truth that flows through all veins of life. It's not something that I've thought of. It's something that I've also downloaded and learned. It's, you know, we all can tap in into the Akashic records, so to speak. And if you're familiar with those, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'll just kind of leave it at that. So it's the idea that what is weeds, right? Like weeds in your garden. Somebody could look at a dandelion and say, this is weeds, it needs to go. Or somebody can look at dandelions and go, wow, this is a beautiful flower. So we always have the opportunity to look at something. It could be, um, for example, relationships are a perfect example. We all have that. We all go through that. All kinds of relationships, um, you know, romantic relationship, friendly relationship, family relationships. But what happens when something in the relationship does not resonate with your being? You experience the darkness of that. When you experience that, you have at any moment of time the opportunity to tap into yourself 
and look at it as a lesson or a blessing. If you trust God and God is willing to lead you to exactly what your spirit is looking for. And what is God, right? That's a funny one. I don't think that conversation will ever get old. People love getting stirred up talking about religion, spirituality. To me, God is light. God is love. God is truth. God is creation. And that flows through all of us. We all come from the same place when you break it down. The same power and materials and energy that created the stars that we look at is the same intelligence that created the lungs that we breathe with. It's all a part of this universe. And what is a universe? Universum, that's Latin. It means one spin around. It's one full cycle of that which is. So one can say, my life is my universe. And again, you are an energy manipulator. So whatever you are experiencing in your universe, you are also a co-creator. You are a God in your universe. So you can energetically manipulate whatever you are experiencing and always turn it into something positive. That's the number one thing that they don't want you to realize because if the human population of the world all realized that at the same time, I can tell you right now that we would have a world that would look completely different, a world where we wouldn't have suffering, where we wouldn't allow people to live in poverty and suffering without food and water. These are essentials. It's such a simple standard baseline. We could all have that. We are 7 billion or 8 billion people on this world. And like the amount of space that we take up on it is minuscule. Overpopulation is a myth. It's only because of capitalism that there's not enough for everybody. It doesn't have to be that way. We just need to live in a symbiotic relationship with earth where we give as much as we take or give more than we take, right? Abundance. There is this quote I read from Teal Swan and it says, in order for humanity to be considered a truly intelligent species, people must no longer fall into the illusion that a thing is beneficial to them. If that very thing puts those who will inhabit the planet after they are gone at risk. And this is a really touchy subject because what does that really mean? Right. If you ask majority of people in the world today, a lot of people will say, well, duh, we need electric new cars and we need green energy and wind energy and all of these things. But what does that really mean? Is that really what's going to solve it? Or is it our problem of not being connected to spirit? We need to focus more on ignoring matter and seeking the spirit rather than trying to get best, the best of both worlds. Because when you produce an electric car or when you produce a solar cell, people don't realize that, yes, when you get it, when the consumer gets it from that point on, they will most likely be a source of less pollution to the environment. 
But the amount of pollution that was created from when the car got to them or the solar cell got to them is much higher than you are told, is much higher than you ever think. It's not a part of the advertisement campaign and it shouldn't be. If I worked for them, I wouldn't advertise that either because that's a really bad sales pitch. It is not green energy, but it will make you spend more money. And so who really runs this shit, right? Like who benefits from all of this? And the number one compass I've used for truth seeking when I try to look into different things online and um, is the quote, follow the money, follow the money, follow the money. We're talking about political politics all day long, jibber jabbering, gibberish, blah, 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 this way, that way, no, democracy, but all along, the money is what's really moving everything. That's it. <laughs> I want to share a little quote with you from Nathan Rothschild. He was uh, a German Jewish banker like a businessman and, you know, financier or whatever you would call that back then. And I think he was born in Germany, Frankfurt. And his quote goes right here in front of me. I care not what puppet is placed upon the throne of England to rule the empire on which the sun never sets. The man who controls Britain's money supply controls the British empire and I control the British money supply, Nathan Rothschild. And don't get me wrong, this guy is not the main source of power. If you've ever heard about the Committee of 300, then you might have heard of the Crown Council of 13, which essentially is the world monarch that kind of sits on the top of all power. And it's basically just a very few family bloodlines that don't want to give up that power by any means. And it's really disgusting, man, because these people are sick. And when it comes to election and politics, they have set all of this up as a big theater. So when the human beings of the world watch politics, we think we have an influence by casting votes. We think we have an influence when we vote in a different president or change different rules. All along, we're only operating within a simple set of, um, I guess you could say rules that they've already allowed to be okay with. They wouldn't make it an option for the people to vote something that they don't want, right? So it's all being manipulated and pushed in a certain direction. And it always will be until people stand in their light and people stand in their power and forgive these people who have not known any better. It's the only way you can move on is with love. Can't fight these people. Can't argue with them. But so to let me get back to what I was just about to start, which is elections and how all of this is just a big scam. America, let's just use America as an example because it's kind of the world powerhouse, the military powerhouse. It's used for the, the biggest power bully of just that <laughs> military power and fear and fear. And the election, oh, sorry, America is a big oligarchy. Everything is bought for, everything is paid for. This is where the currency for the world is issued. The United States dollar. 
It is what is printed out of the Federal Reserve Bank. So we can have fiat money, which is essentially money that's not backed by anything since we went off the gold standard. So we have this money that's issued by the Federal Reserve and they can print unlimited amount of money with the risk of inflation or hyperinflation and or deflation. And I've always been really upset when people say someone like Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world because family, if you got a private organization that can print money with unlimited zeros, unlimited anything, whatever they want, right? Like United States is $27 trillion in debt and you don't even know half of what the fuck that was spent on. And like, when you have that power, Jeff Bezos is not at that freaking Forbes list as number one. You should put the Federal Reserve at that. Please tell us the truth. Like it's that simple, right? So it's all just, you know, one big theater. And if you really look beyond the veil and lifted the veil, you see a whole different uh, system that's just running everything. Let me jump to something different. I like kind of just running through, you know, different topics. And I'm sure I'm going to come back and talk about a bunch of it on new episodes that I'm really looking forward to make because it truly is a escape for myself when I make these uh, podcasts. And it just feels extremely nice to know that my thoughts kind of get out and, and I'm able to keep a, a lock of that. Um, and I would invite you to do the same if you have something on your heart. Make videos, make podcasts, try it. I honestly am only in the face of trying this, but so far the podcast feel really right. And um, I want to talk a little bit about December 21st and vaccines, 5G and alkalizing and like Dr. Sebi. Um, so right now on December 21st, we are predicted since uh, longer than you'd probably imagine to have Saturn and Jupiter align in the sky in a way they haven't done for a very, very, very long time. And so it's going to be a Saturn and Jupiter conjunction conjunction on December 21st. And, you know, then we can, with our truthful um, energy, tap into Akashic records and try to think what that, that, that might mean. And I've really tried to, to do this for a really long time. And there's no doubt that energetically it's going to affect consciousness. It's going to raise vibration overall is the Schumann frequency of the earth is raising racing or rising I don't think either one is wrong who knows words are funny too etymology man word magic um I'm getting derailed but December 21st yeah um we live in an electric universe Nikola Tesla said 369 if you understand the um, energy, frequency, and vibrations in 369, you have the key to the universe. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. I realize it only because I realized how I didn't realize it. And <laughs> we live in an electric universe where everything is magnetic. That's why energy is magnetic. 
if I'm happy woo, and I'm smiling, then you can't stop smiling. But if I'm mean and I'm like, yo, the fuck, then that vibe is contagious unless you're an energy manipulator and you don't get affected. But what I'm trying to say with that is Mother Gaia is also an electric being. She's also affected by energetic changes and all of these things. And the sun is magnetic. And I believe when we have really powerful solar storms or solar explosions, it actually affects Earth in a certain way. And I do believe that there's also a chance that things like earthquakes and volcanoes have a higher possibility of happening on a day like that. Because it truly stirs up a lot of the iron and a lot of the just magma that's that's magnetic inside the earth. Um, so I do have a small feeling that, you know, we could have something quite intense happen that day. Again, it's not to say that it's the end of the world in no by no means. Like we're on this planet family and like we've been here for a long time. So I don't think we're going away anytime soon. Some of us are just in a position, this has been really hard for me to deal with empathically, that some of us are in a position to be better off for hardships. Some of us are in positions in the world where we're born into a life that gives us more benefits. You might live in a safer neighborhood. You might live in a more abundant place rather than living in a poor place and maybe not having clean water. But... Um, that's not to say that at the end of the day, you don't have your, 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 your base frequency is love. If you come back to yourself and find your inner self, your inner child, and you let free truth and spirit, you have everything you need within yourself already. And that's whether you have one day left to live or 10,000. <laughs> Please give me 10,000. I would love to live 10,000 years. So if any pharmaceutical industry is watching that's trying to do that, then that's the only pill I'll ever buy. But honestly, I'll be your first experiment. Let's run it. So what the fuck makes us sick, right? Disease, dis-ease, an acidic, acidic environment or an alkaline environment. That is what Dr. Sebi was talking about. And there are multiple other people and doctors that have talked about this concept. It's the idea that within your body, you have mucus that is generated by acidic food. When that mus mucus appears in your body, it makes an environment for your body to have disease latch onto and thrive in that environment. So if you are mucus-less, mucus-less, it's you have an alkaline system. So bacteria, viruses, things that come into your body don't have a place to thrive. And your body naturally will just keep healing itself and not choose to be a part of that. And it's really that simple. That's why a lot of allergies, people don't realize that a lot of allergies are actually created from heavy metal toxification in your body that stops your natural cell regeneration. This is what Dr. Sebi talks about, Dr. Sebi, at intracellular cleansing. Not cleaning part of your body, not cleaning this and that, cleaning your whole body down to a cellular level. People that are have allergies towards certain things, have a problem 
on the cellular level because they have in their limb system and in their body on micro, micro trace spectrums, they have aluminum, mercury. I can't think of any more on top of my head, but there are so many. And these things block your natural energy that's supposed to run through your body. Your body is freaking amazing. You get a paper cut or you get a cut, it heals itself. You don't think it's doing that on the inside? It is. It's doing that on the inside if you allow it the right environment for it to happen. That's it. You can be disease-free if you want to. You just have to give your environment the terrain, which is what Antoine Bechamp was talking about. You have Louis Pasteur, who is basically the guy that came up with germ theory, which is what enables the pharmaceutical industry to sell drugs and medicine to try and fight off these things. So you never fix the actual foundation of your disease that you're experiencing. You only try and fix the symptoms, which is really the most stupid way that the modern human species is trying to run medical uh, science. It's the most backwards thing. Oh, you're sick? Cool. What are you feeling? Oh, this? Okay, cool. We'll give you something that will stop these feelings. Like how backwards is that? You should go to the doctor and say, I am sick. And the doctor should say, okay, well, maybe we'll give you something that can make you feel in the meantime, but let's find out what the cause is so we can go back and make sure this doesn't happen so you don't need anything, right? This is such a mind-blowing subject to me. So let me just cut myself off here because I feel like I've already repeated it twice and I could go on about this for days. But what vaccines are doing, besides doing a lot of things to your body, is they also have heavy metals in them. They also have aluminum. They also have mercury. And this is a funny thing I was thinking about the other day. You know, when you go to the grocery store, you go to the supermarket, or anywhere, you pick up some food, you pick up some chips, you pick up some snacks, whatever it is, anything at the store has a nutrition label. When you look on the back of that, you have been conditioned to believe that there is 100% only whatever it says on that ingredient list inside the product. I don't know what's in the product, but I will trust the company, right? That's the same thing with vaccines. The government does give you official lists and those official lists are not really that great when you look at the ingredients and you really try and just be, you know, super neutral. Just what can this do in my body hypothetically and just, you know, run some <laughs> thoughts. And it doesn't take you very long to get to a point of like, okay, well, if I'm putting all of this inside my body to try and fix this, but I can also do, or I could also achieve this healthy thriving environment inside of my body without actually injecting all of these things that should also make it worse, then, you know, you kind of have a recipe right there to take that more, more healthy route. But when you're injecting these, these heavy metals into your body, now, let me say that there are multiple things that are bad, but let me focus on two. One is the allergic reactions your body might have. Naturally. That's why you're seeing now when vaccines are rolling out, people are having allergic reactions because 
if you already have struggles with, uh, sorry, if you already struggle with allergy, which 90% of people have already, already have problems with heavy metals, heavy metals, detoxification. So if you're in that group, <laughs> right, then you are also prone to having an allergic reaction to these vaccines. And that's because of items that are in it that I would love to provide, but I'm not going to do that right now, especially not at the end of a, bah, I don't know, 20 minute, 30 minute long podcast or however long it is right now. But the other side of it, oh my goodness, I'm jibber jabbering. I could talk about this for days, but 5G, all our favorite subjects, five gangster, five generation, fifth generation, I don't even know why the fuck I said five gangster. Fifth generation. And I want to share a thought with you that I've had. Have you ever tried to put just aluminum foil in the microwave and press start? Because if you watch a video of that, it looks pretty brazy. Now imagine this. Tiny particles of aluminum inside your body being microwave radiated, which is essentially what we are going to be walking around in. We are already walking around in it, but just not the size of the blanket that it will be in the future according to their goals, right? Not to say it necessarily will happen. Everything is like it is and is always changing, but it is the roadmap that we have to acknowledge. Um, yeah, man. So imagine all these micro particles, heavy metals inside your body, attaching to your liver, your heart, your lungs, your veins, your whatever. And then, you know, you stand in radiation for a little bit too long and, you know, it's going to upset these things inside of your body. So what kind of environment are you now creating inside of your body, which is supposed to be like a plant? You're supposed to eat electrical food that charges you up because you are electric magnetic being. It's that simple. All of all these other things are survival things. You eat meat, cool. It stops you from a lot of things, but if you have to, your body is powerful. It's adapted to be able to survive eating meat, but it's not the number one thing that creates the best thriving environment for your body. So the way I like to look at it is, I've been vegan for three and a half years. And if you eat meat to survive, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a privilege to be vegan and to be able to get all the resources and all the things that, that truly create a great environment for your body and you provide it with things that nourish it and takes care of it. But you could potentially also do that eating meat. But when you do eat meat, knowingly, that you have all these other options that are just as good that you live in a time where you can cook and, you know, make things taste great. That's a whole other thing, you know, herbs and sodium and, and like certain things are healthier and whatnot. But um, when you do eat meat though, what happens is you are taking a life away from a sentient being that don't want to feel pain. They just want to feel love. They just want to stand on a grass field. Let's talk about a cow. They just want to stand on a grass field eat grass, be with their babies, be with their mothers, be with their dads. That's it. If you take a baby cow, a baby calf away from their mother, the mom will try to protect it and do everything to stay with that baby calf. That's love. We take away all of these animals in gruesome ways 
just for the simple pleasure of a momentarily taste experience. So if that is beneficial to you in the moment of survival or in a moment of something that benefits you, I can acknowledge that it is okay. If I was in a survival situation, I would also eat meat or fish. I wouldn't let myself die over that, but I will always appreciate that animal that I'd have to kill. I would send a prayer and I would say thank you for providing me with nourishment that can keep me alive. But when you eat it, without thinking about what you're doing, without vibrating the right frequency, you're consuming dead flesh that when it died, the hormones that was running and just absolutely raging through this animal because it was so fearful, it was fearful and sad. It was about to die. They know this. They know this. As in your system. Sorry, this just got so gruesome and brutal, but like, that shit is real. We don't talk about that enough. Maybe, I'm trying to think. I don't know if I'm going to leave this in here, but hey, warrior for the, for the voiceless family, warrior for the voiceless. Like, these animals can't speak for themselves. So it's one of the most important things. And I'm going to be a big advocate for it. And, you know, in the coming time, very soon, near future, we already experienced food scarcity before COVID, before all of this bullshit. We know that the climate is changing drastically. Oh, climate change is a whole other thing. Like family, climate change, humans are not the main cause. That's the sun and the universe. But um, food scarcity, we're already supposed to be experiencing that way before it like came out with COVID. It's like fucking all of these things up. And you know, what they want to push on us is genetically modified food, which essentially is the idea of what Beyond Burger is, an impossible burger, you know, and then there's many other versions of that. You can make chicken, blah, blah. But these are artificially created burgers that do have real ingredients. They do have plant ingredients. They have all of these things. But are they organic though? No, they are sprayed with GMO. Sorry, they're created with GMO corn, like whatever the fuck is in all of these, the GMO wheat, and a lot of it is sprayed with pesticides straight from Monsanto. Like, oh, well, freaking Monsanto is not even called Monsanto anymore. They are now Bayer or Bayer. Um, and that's not good for your body. You would feel much better eating an organic chicken or something. Actually, this is an interesting thing because you kind of stand in this thing where is it better for your environment, right? Like your, not germ theory, but terrain theory. Is it better for your terrain, your own body to eat a very organic chicken that had healthy water and healthy grass or whatever. Chickens don't eat grass, but all that, you know what I'm saying? And so either have the, have the good quality meat versus the bad quality plant thing. Well, I guess it's not binary. It's basically just that both of them can be bad in its own ways. And my main goal is just to advocate, advocate against genetically modified anything. Chemicals, toxins, it's all bad for you. All of that. So don't eat the Beyond Burger. Don't eat the Impossible Burger. It's not good for you at all. They taste great. 
I understand it. I loved eating all kinds of food before I went vegan. It tastes so amazing, but it's not worth it in the long run. Treat your body like a temple. Wow. Should I do a little personal update here and just kind of say, maybe. What's something I can end off with? If somebody even made it this far or listen to it in the future. How is the future? You thriving? I hope so. If not, I remind you of going within. You're powerful. You are a co-creator of your own energy. And you can never have anybody take that away from you. So when the world feels dark, and you feel like everything around you is falling. Realize that you can look at that with the innocence and pureness as a child and just observe it for what it is and be thankful for the experience that you're able to observe. And when you observe it, it can all of a sudden bring you joy. When you're thankful, and grateful for your breath. Thank you for listening. If you listen to all of this, it's a very humbling experience because I realize how early in the beginning stages I am with, you know, my project of being out here and talking to the to the internet, you know what I'm saying? Which we don't even know how long that will last for. So I'm just utilizing utilizing it while it's here. And um Today is December 2020. That's such a funny way to say it. Today is December 17th, 2020. It's 3 p.m. I'm sitting in Newport Beach in California. And uh, I'm heading back to Los Angeles soon. Probably tomorrow. Wow, I feel real calm right now. I think that's just what happens when I let my thoughts go. Because what I realize is all the stuff that goes through my brain. It's just on a canvas now. So I don't have to think about it until a little later. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But hey, man, seize the day. God bless. May everything that you do turn out in your favor. I love you. <laughs>